God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. That's the prayer we said before lunch in kindergarten at my parochial school in St. Charles. Anytime someone made me say a prayer before a meal for much of my childhood, it was my go-to. But I'd say it like super fast. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. I mean, the food's getting cold, right? I didn't give a lot of thought to saying grace, to taking those precious hungry moments to stop and talk quietly to myself over my slice of pizza. And like most things that center around gratitude or patience or overall well-being, that's changed as I've gotten older. Whether you believe in God or any higher power, or just are self-aware enough to recognize your relative fortune on this earth to be comforted with a hot meal, there's something to be said for finding the space and the time to express some gratitude. So many of us are lucky enough to never have worried about where our next meal is coming from, but that doesn't mean we should take it for granted, right? That's not to pretend I say grace before every meal. I'm not that good. Usually it's when the meal itself is particularly celebratory, with relatives visiting from afar on Easter or Thanksgiving when surrounded by a lot of love. Maybe the reason I've actually come to appreciate grace a little more now is because it's not just the words, not even just the spirituality or expression of gratitude. Really, it's the opportunity to feel all of those things in fellowship with others. Usually, with grace, your heart feels as full as your belly. And that's exactly as Rick Lewis intended it. Today on Abbey Eats St. Louis, we are going with grace, meat, and three. The comfort food served up counter style holds down a corner on Manchester Avenue in the Grove and is a top destination for seasoned foodies and casual diners alike. They've won all sorts of awards and recognition, including from the Food Network for their fried chicken. A meat and three, by the way, is a term for a restaurant most common in the South where you pick a main entree, usually a meat option, and around three sides. And I have to get that out there now because my chat with Rick Lewis, chef, owner, wound up being about so much more than just what's on the plate. We all leave an impact. We all leave our mark on this earth. What's your mark gonna be and what do you wanna leave? This is definitely one of the most personally important conversations I've had in my career, definitely on this podcast, and I'm so excited to share it with you. Then of course, food news and events. We talked on a Wednesday morning. Rick had already been up for a few hours. He'd done some reading, put in some miles on his exercise bike, fed the chickens. Made breakfast for me and the wife, and then um, did a couple things around here. Just kind of killing time to do this. <laughs> you know, I got to say, Rick, I'm not used to getting text messages first thing in the morning from restaurant folks. You guys are usually night owls. The fact that you're such a morning person is surprising to me. And the way you start your morning seems like it's very centered. It seems like it's very much like getting you ready to face the day. Has that routine been changed at all or maybe more important to you since March of last year? Well, it's, yes, definitely more important. It's definitely always work in progress. Um, you know, like there's definitely been periods of my life where I've neglected that myself a lot. And you just, it, it's not sustainable, you know, like it is for whatever, one year, two years, it, however long it is for each person. Like I can put myself through a fair bit of torture and be okay for a while, but when it hits me, it's no good. So what I've just found is that spending time 
you know, trying to like something I've been trying to do is like start my day with something good and end my day with something good. And, and that kind of sets the tone for each day. And since this stuff happened back in March, yeah, I mean, the first few months were like extremely intense. Those intense months involved pay cuts for his managers. He and his wife not getting paid at all. He says they tried to keep it employee centric when one guy who's at a higher risk for COVID voiced some concerns he had over working in the kitchen. They found a way to put him to work in the garden and he's grown a ton of vegetables, literally 2000 pounds. They did the 2020 pivot, never actually having to shut down until the first weekend of 2021 when they had their first COVID close call. Luckily, they'd cut out a walk up window on the side of the building. What they thought would be a novelty turned out to be essential. That window saved our tails, you know, like it was there. It was the hugest, like I was just like, thank you. Like, oh my gosh, you know, we thought that that was going to be for late night, like hooligans. Totally different crowd, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, and then we didn't do, we haven't used it for that. It's been how we do our normal business. So we had that, so we could change really quickly. And once again, I went back to the mission of valuing our customers and our employees as if they're family. And family takes care of family to us, you know? So we, our goal was to sustain, is to sustain the restaurant through this, but also to take care of everybody around us as best we can. That included the Giving Grace campaign, an effort to share meals through the Gateway Resilience Fund. It's been one of the most stressful years, the fastest year, of my life. I'm sure a lot of people are in that same boat. It's been filled with lots of negative, like negative and sad emotions. You know, I lost one of my best friends and mentors this year. Um, we've been going through this adoption. We went through, we are still going through this COVID stuff. Uh, but there's been a lot of really shine, bright shining moments that you know, have just been super special. And there's, it's also spurred a lot of growth for us. When we come out on the other side of this, we're going to be twice the restaurant we were before, you know. So a lot of people do really good things in the community. A lot of people celebrate the good in St. Louis, the good in all of us. We get to talk to a lot of those people for this podcast, really. But during this conversation with Rick, I felt it. I mean, I, I felt it that this guy really believes this stuff. It was hard to resist digging into that. What has given you hope? Has a lot of that been in the restaurant? Most people that know me know that, yeah, like I, I, we are extremely rooted in our faith. And, you know, having that definitely uh, carries us through a lot of the tough times. Um, you know, I think that coupled with friends, family, counseling, like, you know, like having community, a close circle of people that you can rely on, that you can talk to, that you can be honest with, vulnerable with, uh, in addition to our faith. And in addition to our staff, who like our managers that have, you know, worked long hours, worked extra 
uh, you know, like we have a lot of stuff, like Elissa and myself, I feel like have a network, a good network of people that we've been able to rely on through this and, and that all helps. Yeah. I don't, sure there's certain elements that might outweigh other elements, but I think having all of that stuff, um, you know, is, is huge to our success and our, you know, keeping our heads on straight, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny because we haven't even talked about like, I'm your website is pulled up on this other monitor and I'm looking at a giant piece of chicken. And that's very hard for me when I haven't eaten lunch yet um, to be looking at that. We've been talking and there's so much just about grace that the food is amazing. It's a place that I know I can take my trendy lives in Chicago now cousin. And I can also take my grandmother and there's some commonality there. And when you go there, one of my favorite stories about being at Grace was going for brunch, I believe. And it was a Sunday and up at the bar counter, you've got Mike Emerson, Pappy's, and David Choi, Soul Taco, sitting and having brunch together at Grace. And I just thought about it. I'm like, this is, if I, I, I took a mental picture there because I'm like, if I could describe the St. Louis's food scene and the diversity that it includes and the fact that you can have this, you know, cool hip Korean like taco guy and a barbecue guy with his beard down to here sitting and having brunch together at a place in the Grove that's based in faith and literally called grace. I'm like, you can't make that stuff up. How, how, how do you do it? How do you get to a point where this all lines up. And I think a lot of it's just been, you know, driven by being genuine in who we are and what feels right, you know, going with that. And it's just kind of happened, you know, and we wanted, when we set out to open the restaurant, we wanted to be a restaurant that people from all walks of life, like it says it, you know, in the mission, all walks of life can come together, sit down, join, share a table, and share food that reminds them of, you know, where they grew up or a loved one, you know, and like, to me, the food that we cook is that, you know, it's fried chicken and catfish and burgers and, you know, uh, collard greens and mac and cheese, you know. And meatloaf. Mm. Meatloaf, which I miss. <laughs> You know, and I miss brunches so much. Like we're still doing chicken and waffles and egg Which is also my favorite thing ever too. You're yeah. my favorite chicken and waffles. Yeah, we don't have the uh, full menu like we used to, you know, and I miss, I miss those days of seeing that restaurant packed to the brim and having people sitting in our bar. We don't even have our bar open right now, yeah. you know? I know people waiting to get, I miss that so much and it brings you know i have an extreme you know i'm optimistic i'm looking forward to the days where that stuff is happening again you know and and we're gonna fight and do everything we can to to survive this and to get there and if we can help other people along the way we're gonna do you know our best to do that you know i mean this is this is literally about like all of us it's not 
you know, I'm not going to say we're all in the same boat. Like, I don't think we are all in the same I boat. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. I think we all have our own battles. We all have our own stories on how this thing's going. But if we can help each other however we can. Grace refers to the prayer before a meal. But it also refers to something I know I'm personally trying to give myself more of forgiving myself and giving myself some room to breathe and say, it's okay if it didn't work out as planned. It's okay if your whole year gets thrown off course again, um, just kind of focused on what matters here. How have you, know, has, have you found yourself extending grace to yourself as well in all of this too? But I'm not gonna lie, things have been tough. I've cried, I've been angry. I've had the whole gamut of emotions, but yeah, that's the stuff that that we keep doing to try to stay positive. I also hunt, fish, and camp as much as I can. <laughs> like, find what brings you joy and go do it. You know, for me, it's being outside. Um, you know, there's been nights where, I mean, you know, like moving into this weather, I'll just go sit outside and I build a fire and sit around it and. I'm by myself. If someone wants to come over and join me six feet away and wear a mask, you're welcome to come. You said you pray like a son of a gun. How has the past year changed how you pray? And how will you carry that with you, not just through 2021, but with your children? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think... I think I used to pray more shallow, if you will, like not as thought through. So I've learned to pray more sincerity. I've learned to not be shy about asking for the things that I want. <laughs> like tell God what you want, you know? The worst that's gonna happen is you're not gonna <laughs> not gonna happen when you mm. get wanted, you know. So tell, pray sincere, be clear about what you want, you know. And I'm not talking about like I want a new truck. I'm talking about, you know, big things like whatever whatever is on your mind. Pray sincere, like you deserve it because you do. If it makes you happy, if it makes if it, you know is something that's filled with love, then you deserve it and pray, pray like you deserve it. Uh, I've also learned to pray for other people more, like especially if you've been, you know, wounded or uh, hurt or whatever, pray for those people. Or if it's a loved one that's struggling or sick and this stuff, pray for them. On earth, as it is in heaven. That's part of the Lord's Prayer that describes the type of diversity that should be present in a church. Diversity in opinion, diversity in background, diversity in tastes. Hearing Rick talk, it rang a bell for me to that line of the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, something I'd said so many times, but yet we still just think about as something worth emulating on earth as it is in heaven. At a church and is it too much of a stretch, I asked Rick, to think of his vision for grace being similar? So I think whether or not you believe in God or you don't believe in God, 
I think most all of us can agree that valuing people is hugely important. Mm -hmm. I think for me, God is love. And if God is love, how do you lead with love? And how do you present that in what you do? And so if love is the thing and family is the thing, then we need to serve and treat everybody that comes in the door as if they are important and as if we value them. Mm -hmm. And we need to do the same with our employees. And I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to sit here like I'm some freaking saint and tell you I'm perfect. <laughs> sometimes I get all the whole thing. I'm extremely intense personality. But... And it's not too Puritan. I enjoy your Bloody Mary. So there you go. <laughs> That's, that's what we tried. That's what the restaurant was founded on. So I don't think that's a stretch. We wanted it to be a place of fellowship, fellowship people coming there and sharing their time with one another. I deal with a big plate of fried chicken and sides in front of them. Um, but I think, you know, that is, that would just carry us so much further. Instead of like, posturing up and be like, this is what I believe and this is what I believe. I agree that we all need to be, you know, kind, genuine and try to like love one another as cliche as that sounds a little bit more is going to carry us a lot further than like, you know, having something right between everybody and right. dividing us. We all leave an impact. We all leave our mark on this earth. What's your mark going to be? And what do you want to leave, you know? And I don't think it's a bad thing to leave people saying, hey, you know, Rick could cook some good food and man, he was a super nice guy and we felt love going into his restaurant, you know? And I think if we can teach our staff to leave like that and our managers and everybody else, that's not bad, you know? At the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that this actually wound up being one of the most personally important interviews that I've really ever done. Um, and I didn't know it at the time. And so uh, Dory here, I'm, I'm not just talking to you folks at home, um, also talking to my dear friend, producer Dory, almost. Hello. Hello. And um, Dory, you know this, but um, my family's kind of been through a lot in the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, COVID is a bitch. <laughs> um, we have experienced it. Um, we've felt it and I wound up losing somebody very dear to me. Um, my grandmother who was on our Filipino food episode, mm -hmm. actually, I, yeah, yeah. Dory knows her, um, to be just kind and loving and really, really like fed me love from a, my childhood. Um, in that episode, I kind of talked about how it was so important for her to just be able to feed people. And, um, you know, going back through the episode in my conversation with Rick, and he says, if you are a person who just people remember you as a kind, happy person who loves a nice, nice guy who cooks good food. Um, it reminds me of my grandma, of my mama. And I think that um, she would take a lot of comfort in knowing that there are so many things that we can eat on this planet that will remind us of her for forever. And also, um, even beyond that, when Rick 
Rick's words about praying hard for what you want, not being afraid to just straight up say, God, here's exactly what I need right now. And I don't need to, I don't mean to preach to anybody. And if prayer is not your thing, um, that's fine. Um, if you're even speaking to the universe about what it is that you are trying to manifest being specific in it. Um, I took a lot from that conversation with him and I wound up hearing that a lot when I was saying the prayers of, you know, please make this, make my family better, make my grandmother better. And some, not all prayers are answered in exactly the way you hope for them to be. But, um, I didn't know that this conversation with him was going to wind up replaying in my head so often. And, um, it just makes me thankful to be able to have these kind of conversations, um, and get paid to do it and get to talk about it and, uh, get to center it around food and something that at the end of the day makes you warm and comforted. And, um, yeah, I've just, this episode took a totally different turn than I was expecting it to, um, because we didn't even talk that much about how good their fried chicken is. <laughs> That's kind of why we do the podcast the way we do, right? We're, we're not here to review food. We're here to get to the heart of it and why it is such an important part of our lives, right? It, there's so much more deeper things to it than just fried chicken right and, yeah. and we learn that here there's just so much more to it yeah yeah well that being said we do like to see what's going on in the food world and what's what's what the happenings are um which by the way i'm really glad takeout will probably be a thing for forever uh, when we look out the window and see <laughs> snow like what we are looking at right now we're recording this the morning of january 27th when uh it's white out there it's very white, yes. Um, and getting whiter, I'm seeing all kinds of snow pile up in my backyard. My dead grass is not visible anymore, so I guess that's Hey-o. a plus right now. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's pretty. I wonder if the snow can stay prettier for longer um, because people are staying home a little bit more and not having to drive around to make it all slushy and whatnot. So I am, I for one, am thankful that I don't have to drive to work today. That I I'm can not do doing any snow home. live shots. I never get to stay home and look at the snow. I'm always working in it. This is fantastic. Yes, this is the best kind of snow, right? I'm glad we're not going to be releasing this now because by the time tomorrow when the bosses hear this and they're like, oh yeah, we should throw Abby out in the snow. <laughs> That'll be a thing. But um, we do have some food news though we want to uh, cover today. Um, and of course, we're coming to you right before January 29th, 30th, and 31st. Woo, what a month, first month of 2021 it has been. Um, and some folks are still, um, you know, taking some of the battles from 2020 and bringing them into this new year uh, because the pandemic is not over. So we've got some kind of big news we've been following too in the food world. Yeah, a few different developments on this one. So the St. Louis City Health Department is really cracking down now on places, restaurants, bars that are not enforcing these health orders like social distancing and wearing masks. And they're closing down some places for some significant amounts of time. So we've mm -hmm. got three places that were hit especially hard. Midtown Bar and Grill, which is in North City and Start Bar and Wheelhouse, which are both downtown owned by the same uh, people. Those are all forced to close for a whole year. Mm -hmm. Now we've previously reported on Start Bar and Wheelhouse They've been cited two times before for not following these health orders. And based on these most recent citations, they continued to ignore them. So the this most recent order also included pictures as to why they're being closed for a whole year. 
these photos, they look like they were taken two years ago. It's mm. crowded. Looks like we're not in a pandemic at all. No masks, no social distancing. So you can kind of see why the city is being very serious about this and shutting them down for a year and trying to send a clear message to them. And they weren't the only ones. There were also 11 other places that were cited. All of them were closed for one month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this one is so tricky because, of course, you know, we you don't want to see anyone have to shut their doors. You don't want to see people's jobs being sacrificed. Um, or not sacrificed, but being at risk. And mm-hmm. I think that one, you know, we've talked about this before, though, um, on the podcast where you got to have rules, you know, there, you do have to take your mask down to eat. That's the bottom line. There's no, there's no way around that. And when you take your mask off, there is a higher risk. That is a fact. I mean, we, science has proven that to us and we are science believers on this podcast. And so that's the thing. And frankly, I would rather see a couple businesses I think, I think the city's doing the right thing. They're targeting the people that they are saying, look, you guys are screwing up. And especially with Start Bar and Wheelhouse, you've been screwing up. Mm -hmm. And we cannot get to a place where we have to shut down all restaurants, you know, or St. Louis City does allow indoor dining. St. Louis County just reopened for indoor dining. They have limitations and those hurt all of the restaurants. They all have had to get creative with it. And I remember a conversation we had on this podcast with a restaurant owner. Um, I don't remember if we identified him by name or used this quote, so I'll just go at it anonymously. But he just said, you know, if you haven't had to get creative and figure out a way to do things and make up for your bottom line, then you're not that great of a business person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it is what it is right now, and it sucks. And you, you we, we've seen so many people come up with these really fantastic ways to try to navigate. make things. Yeah, exactly. Try to navigate things. And, you know, sorry, but you want to just have girls dancing on bars and, you know, guys taking shots up without masks on, and that's what you want to do. Mm, you were warned and we got to remember yes. there's a pandemic going on. Exactly. They were warned. And why should we punish all city restaurants and businesses when maybe it's just a few who are being who are, who are the exception, but you know, they, we, we can't let that continue. No. So I understand the city's moves there for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We didn't really have a solid place to put this news story, Dory. Um, and I told you, I was like, we're going to find a way to sneak this in here. And we are, because sometimes, you know, when you just got to eat your feelings, um, McDonald's got to mention this, their spicy nugs are coming back for a limited time beginning on Monday. So, I just want to know why whoever this marketing person from McDonald's was that came up with this idea to just like drop things on the menu and then pull them back for a little while. It's cruel. <laughs> and kind of genius because but guess genius. what? We talk about it. We're a local new, we're a local podcast and we're like, <laughs> we got to talk about the spicy nugs. Like, we, know this might, we talk about the McRib. We talk about the shamrock shake. We bring exactly, this stuff up. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I guess we do make moves though, because you know, we, we did that episode about Tempest, which we need to mention, by the way, they wound up being ranked number six best restaurant. No, that, that's hard to say. Number six <laughs> best new restaurant in the U.S. in 2020 um, in that USA Today poll that we were uh, steering people to. So, I mean, people listen. I think we people help listen. them up. 
Yeah, we bumped him up a spot or two in that list. I think we can take credit for that, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking McDonald's marketing people owe us something, local news in general, something for always talking about them. Yes, or at least, you know, I, I take a little bit of credit for helping with their spicy nug uh, sales. I, for one, definitely help with that. <laughs> Dory's like spicy nugs okay. for dinner tonight and tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get back into some local food news though, maybe, huh? Yes. Yeah, so a couple uh, items here. Katie's Pizza is expanding their frozen pizza production. So what they're doing is they're revamping the old Vero Pasto space into the new Katie's Frozen headquarters. Now, this is going to help them keep up with the increased demand that they're experiencing right now because they're not just doing curbside and nationwide shipping. They're also available in Deerberg stores now. Mm-hmm. Um, so this project is under construction and while it's under construction frozen pizza sales are actually going to be no pun it well pun intended here frozen you we won't be able to order online frozen <laughs> you won't be able to order online for a little bit while they um, kind of transfer things over but you will still be able to get their pizzas at Deerberg stores and that could last a few months so just know I think think they said Monday is your last day to order online if you want to get that order in. Now Katie's is doing this for a couple different reasons. Like I said, they've had a lot of extra demand, but they're also doing this in preparation for when things get back to quote unquote normal, meaning Mm -hmm. when they have more people to serve in their actual dining room, this is going to free up that space that they're using in the kitchen for serving people who are actually dining inside. See? This is proof. People can be flexible. People can figure out different ways to make it work and come up with strategies. I like it. And now I'm craving frozen pizza. I I love frozen pizza when it's snowing out. Like that's my French toast. (laughs) That sounds so good. Right? Yeah. And we have so many options right now, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Including another one that's coming to store. So I want to talk about Joyous here for a couple different reasons. For one. They are the best thing I had to eat this week, and I will get to that in just a second. Teaser. But also, <laughs> teaser. But they're also making headlines because their frozen pizzas that they've been selling out of their stores are coming to Schnooks. So next week or two weeks, those will be available in Schnooks stores throughout the St. Louis area. They've been doing this. This is one of the pivots they made in the pandemic. They started whipping together their own pizzas and selling them in their stores. And now they're bringing them to Schnucks. So they're going to have three different flavors. They'll have a, an original hot salami with cheese, a big Italian adds on pepperoni. Mm-hmm. And this last one sounds so freaking good. It is called a hot salami with a garlic cheese crust. It looks so good. I need to get my hands on I'm going to drool on the microphone. Yes. And I can vouch for their frozen pizzas because... I have one in the freezer right now that I'm saving for, you know, like you said, today might be the perfect day for that with it being all snowy outside. Mm -hmm. Um, But Joy's is just such a great go-to comfort food. Um, We talked about them last week being named the best sandwich in Missouri, right? That got me craving them and realizing I hadn't had a Joy's sandwich in probably a couple months. So went there this weekend, got a hot salami, um, just can't go wrong with it. It's a classic, such a hearty meal. It like sticks to your bones mm-hmm. and perfect for winter. Um, I also paired it with a grape vest soda. Now, I think we've talked about this before because we've talked about this, but their cream soda is my favorite. But yeah. I, 
I highly recommend a grape soda pairing with Joya's. It's just, it's perfect. So it's like, it's like sometimes you pair a wine, sometimes you pair a grape vest. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. And you know, it's something that we've said this on the podcast before, but I think sometimes even my own family forgets it because they'll regularly like send you messages, Dory on Instagram and be like, Hmm. And uh, Dory and I both have access to our Instagram. So the content comes from both of us. And, uh, most of the time, the stories are Dory, it's Dory story. And, um, <laughs> we shared the, your joyous experience. Cause you had like a, such a St. Louis lunch that day. Mm-hmm. And my dad who, um, you know, is one of my family members who's recovering from COVID has, uh, he's out of the hospital and has, you know, he's, he's hopefully on the upswing here, but, um, actually I know he's on the upswing because he has an appetite and he hadn't had an appetite for a while. And he's, craving joyas he texted me which he he hasn't really texted me a ton lately um because it's not super easy for him but he um he texted me he just like oh man that joyas looks so good can you please (laughs) bring me some joyas this weekend I'm like oh well actually Dory's the one who shared that but I'm so it's exciting to hear him excited about food right now because he hasn't been eating a ton and so I'm like and and it's it's an excuse for me to get joyas this weekend too absolutely Absolutely. That's great. That's so good to hear. I love it. And so my best thing was something I also want to like share with people because it's such a like good opportunity. Um, the Sydney street cafe, um, great, great St. Louis Ben parks area staple. And they, you know, it might be a place that you're not really thinking about getting right now. Um, you know, sometimes those places aren't the ones you think of for takeout. Um, but they have a really great deal. And I don't know how long it's been going on, um, but you can get a meal for two essentially for about 30 bucks. Um, and it comes with a shareable entree. Um, they had different options. We went with the beef. You get a couple different sides and a couple hot cookies, chocolate chip cookies that were really, really delicious. Mm. And sometimes if you just like kind of want something family style, but you don't really feel like ordering too much or making it too heavy or whatever. It was a really good takeout deal to get something like that. And it tasted really delicious and just getting the beef and like, it was a good Sunday evening dinner. It tasted home cooked. We put it on regular plates. Like we had cooked it at home. (laughs) I, that sounds really good. I haven't had them yet at all. They're like on the top of my list and, Mm -hmm. you know, COVID hit. Um, yeah, that sounds good because we were trying to order something semi-healthy this week that, wouldn't leave a ton of leftovers in our fridge. And it sounds like that would be a good option. It's perfect. Yes, it's exactly perfect for that. And it's a um, good price point for it. So we have some weekend events to let you guys know about. Yeah. So there's a new option if you want to get out of the house for a little bit and go take in some cocktails from now through March 6th, there's a 1920s pop-up cocktail experience in the Grand Hall inside Union Station. It's called opulence in the grand hall and they've essentially decorated that big sort of entryway area with Mm -hmm. jazz age scenes that will be perfectly instagram worthy along with some 1920s-esque cocktails including a sazerac uh french 75 aviation i know you love that one abby Mm -hmm. and a pim's cup which actually is actually really good too i Um, love i love all of those sazeracs are like hit in the face, but they're good if you sip them slowly for me. (laughs) Yes. And everyone on the list sounded really good. So a lot of good options there. If you want to check that out, 
It's going to be open every evening into March 6th and seating is first come first serve. No reservations required for this one. It sounds pretty cool. And if we've talked about the grand hall before that, if you are not necessarily super comfortable with dining inside, this is a huge, big open area. So it could be in your comfort zone. So we've talked too about how just, you know, things are not clear to go on as normal um, in 2021 yet, uh, different events that we typically look forward to in the, here in the St. Louis area. One of those is Mardi Gras, but you definitely want to follow along on like their Facebook page if you can and their Instagram because they're posting all sorts of different activities and things. Mardi Gras is not just a one weekend event in general. There's events all throughout the season. And, um, you know, a lot of these you can just do at home this year. So maybe it's a chance to get more Mardi Gras than ever. They are giving you the option to do a Mardi Gras scavenger hunt. They are inviting you to that. It is a fun and perfectly socially distanced activity to get out of your house because you'll solve clues that lead you to six different iconic St. Louis spots at each location. They'll give you some, you know, you'll get some questions. You answer those and perform some activities and post them on social media, of course, because if you don't post a pic, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Every team that finishes that will get a swag bag with also, I mean, I love a good swag bag and a voucher for a free bucket of beer or round of cocktails and an appetizer at one of the different restaurants in Soulard that is always so excited about all the different Mardi Gras activities. The grand prize winners will get $300 and $200 vouchers. You've got to register for this though. So, I mean, you know, it's not completely free. You want to plan ahead. It's $125 a car, but sounds like it uh, could wind up paying for itself. And it's a fun experience you could do with your quarantine uh, this Saturday to get out and about. Yeah. I thought that one sounded really fun. A nice little, a nice way to kind of innovate this year and get people involved in the Mardi Gras spirit. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Olmos. Please be sure you are subscribed to our podcast. Leave us a rating and a review, a thank you note, a love letter, whatever you feel like throwing in there. We want to hear from you guys. We also want to hear from you on our Instagram, both Dory and myself at Abby Eats St. Louis. We just really enjoy hearing from you guys. And we are also always looking for cool stories to tell. We have a couple stories coming up over the next few weeks that we actually picked up on based on social media. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Tag us in different stories, restaurants, food related things you want to hear about. Be safe, stay warm, and seize the plate.